Living Hope is a church striving to become a 21st century apostolic church. We are founded upon the belief that the Bible is the inspired, infallible Word of God. We believe in the Great Commission, and we are endeavoring to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with love, mercy, and truth. Listen in as we share the Word, and that, through Jesus Christ, hope is alive. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We are honored tonight to have a great man of God. Amen. He is on the board for the church in the Netherlands. Amen. One of the voices that guides that country forward in revival. And I know they they need revival there. We're believing God for it. Amen. Amen. At one time. Europe was having great revival like we have in the United States. But for one reason or the other, now they're fighting to get that back. And I would say that needs to be a warning to us in the United States. We cannot afford to let go what we've got. Amen. We can't afford to grow cold in our spirit. Amen. We need to, the Bible says, stir up the gift that is in you. Amen. But we are honored tonight to have Brother Haleo Gonzalez with us, a great man of God, a great friend. Amen. The last several years, I've been honored to be able to go over there and minister, and he has always been so kind to me, and we've just developed a strong friendship, and uh, we wanted to come tonight. I told him whatever he wants to do, if he wants to preach, if he wants to sing, if he wants to teach, whatever he wants to do, would you help me right now? Let's welcome Brother Gonzalez as he comes to minister tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Can y'all see me? I'm like, my goodness, everything in America is big. <laughs> I thought it was only in Texas, but I mean in Maryland, you guys know how to do it. <laughs> Praise God. Man, I'm so glad to be here. And um, it's a great honor to be here in, uh, in the church of one of my heroes. Um, your pastor has been such a great, great voice in my personal life. And uh, there has been times that uh, I'll be driving down the road, going through. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Going through something. And, and I know that for him, it might be maybe midnight or uh, he just texts me, send me a message, say, hey, bro, love you. And that means so much. It means a lot to me. He's one of my heroes. I love him love his wife, his children, and uh, I wish could take Dakota home to Holland. I know that y'all love her, and, um, and um, uh, I want to say thank you for, uh, for everything, Pastor Staten, and uh, for, the, for the gift basket that you placed in our hotel, and uh, the hotel is so nice, and uh, I was here, Pastor gave me a tour, you know, throughout your building, and uh, I had the chance to come here, and, and when I came close to this altar, I really felt the presence of God. I felt the anointing. I mean, I'll tell you what, I've been in some other churches. You don't feel that at all. I mean, it is, uh, it is yeah, y'all have a great leadership. I mean, the power of God was, is present here, I mean, every time. And, and I want to say thank you to everybody that's been so kind, so nice to me, and, uh, and uh, trying your very best to make me feel home. And thank you so much, Brother and Sister Anderson, for uh, letting me come over yesterday. 
I mean, I'll tell you what, she's a great cook. Hey, she knows how to do it. <laughs> so, um, and Brother Christian, I don't see him, Brother Christian. Thank you so much, man, for helping me out. I mean, it has been great with help. And also, Sister Monk, you're a great blessing. And uh, thank you for being a great um, blessing during this time that I'm here in Maryland. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Can we please open our Bibles in the book of um, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. Jesus' name. Now, most of the times we preachers, we have a hard time, you know, keeping the people awake. But if, you, if I happen to fall asleep here, so you know it's the jet lag, it's killing me. <laughs> now I know how you feel when you come to Holland. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. Amen. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will, will go for us? And I said, here I am, send me. Amen. The help of the Lord, I would like to speak to you about, I will be the one. I will be the one. Would you please put your Bibles down? And uh, let's lift up our hands towards heaven right now. And let's go to the Lord in prayer in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, my Lord and God and Savior. I thank you, I praise you, I honor you, God, for your goodness, your kindness, your blessings, everything, oh God, my Lord and Savior, for everything that you have done and is doing in my personal life. I count, oh God, my Lord and Savior, this moment as a great honor. Dear God, I thank you, Jesus Christ, for this privilege, oh God, that you gave me, Lord. Bless, oh God, oh Lord, the, uh, my heart, oh God, my mind, my spirit, oh God. Anoint my lips, oh God, let the words flow out of my mouth, oh God, as flames of fire. Bless this moment, oh God, and let the power of the Holy Ghost fill this house, oh God, in a way like it has never happened before. In the name of Jesus Christ, let's, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Look to your neighbor and say, I will be the one. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. I will be the one. Amen. Immigration has been... ¿Hay aquí alguien que habla español? Oh, gloria a Dios. Amen. ¿Van a predicar conmigo? Oh, yes. Así lo hacemos. Praise God. Amen. I will be the one. Amen. Immigration is one of the top subjects in our news and time today. And um, um, as you probably already heard that there are many different reasons why um, we or men and women, young men or young lady, a teenager, I mean, immigrates to another country. Most of the times they, um, they um, leave home for various reasons. Some of them, they live because of war. And war, let me tell you, war has never been a right thing to do. Amen. Amen. War, because war breaks things, breaks 
homes, breaks families, everything that you can, that you can imagine. It breaks infrastructures, it breaks families, it breaks everything that you can imagine. I have been there. I have heard the sounds of the bullets. I, um, I, um, I've been there, I lo- though I love guns. And, and when I come to U.S., one of the things that I like to do is to go to somebody's ranch and shoot guns and, and, re- re- and eat ribeyes and, and have a great time. That's what I love to do. All right? Because that's what you do when you come to America and drink a re- free refuse. You know what I'm saying? We don't have that in Holland. So war has never been something good to do. Um, so they leave home for very different reasons. War, persecution, political reasons. And, but there is also another group of people that they leave their home. They leave their country. They leave the place that they are uh, familiar with. They, uh, they leave their, their friends. They leave uh, their neighbors. They leave um, everything that they love the most. They, they leave this, all these things because of poverty in, in search for a better life. They, they leave everything behind. They leave their lifestyle. They leave their habits. They leave their culture. They leave their their families and friends and and I do believe that it's not something very easy that they that they do because I have been there and and it is a very painful thing to do because uh, when you are in 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 this place and you are just to the point to leave home for whatever reason you leaving your family behind it always hurts home is always home Home, it is a very, uh, uh, it is very cozy. It is, it is some place that you will never, never um, uh, try to exchange for something else. I love home. I love being, um, uh, being Angolan, though I've not been uh, home in Angola for more than 21 years. But um, I must say that I love, I love home. But living home, it is also something, it is always something very difficult to do. So with broken hearted, uh, with a lot of fear in their hearts, they, they, uh, they, uh, they leave home and because of those persecutions, because they have a mission. They, uh, I remember the day that I had to leave home, Pastor Staten. It was nothing, nothing nice about it. It was something very hard to do. And it was very, very difficult to do because uh, here I am looking. Looking at mom and dad, uh, and, and looking to the rest of the family, and and me as a young teenager leaving home, it was something very hard to do. And and as I'm thinking about all these all these people that they leave home, uh, their hearts are broken, their their spirits are broken because they look at the condition uh, of their families, they look at the condition of their neighborhood, and they look at their parents. They and they think one thing: I uh, I have to do something. I, I'm not just going to leave home because uh, I, I'm in search for a better life. I, I've got to do something to change this environment that I'm living in. I've got to do something because I cannot live in these conditions that I'm living right now. I have to, to be the one that is going to change my personal life. That will change the, the, the life of my family. I, I, I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to go and, 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 to, and, and to face the hardships of life. I am willing to, to look for something. I'm willing to, to, to change the course of my destiny and with the great persuasion, with the great confidence in their hearts, they, they, they grab their back 
backpacks they put on their backs. They grab just little little belongings and they they put in their hands. And then they in the moment that they have to say goodbye to mom and daddy, as I know that is a very difficult moment. They go out the door and they look to their environment. They look to their neighbors. It is a very painful moment, but there is something that gets a hold of those men that they say I have got to be the one that I've got to change my life I have to change my family I have to change my neighborhood I have to change the way that I live so they leave everything behind they they go after uh, a very successful country they ask for asylum they ask for um, they become refugees in other countries and and, uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, and they take the most difficult routes to get in some of these countries. It is horrible. It, you have no idea. Uh, we that live in Europe and, and those that live in, in uh, here, of course, in the U.S., we have no idea what these people go through. They, they take the most dangerous routes to, to get into these successful countries. For those who come from Africa to Europe, they jump on a pickup truck and they go through... Through, and they go through the desert of Sahara and, 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 and the, the heat of the sun as a, as a pickup truck uh, is going, maybe, I don't know, you guys do miles, I do kilometers, I'm sorry. They go like a, about 120 kilometers an hour and, and, and the heat is burning, uh, I mean, their skin and they're behind in the pickup truck and it's burning their skin and, that, and, the, and the sand is hitting very hard on their faces and it is such, such a painful moment. They go through all all of this just because they want to reach some type of a destiny. And those that come from, uh, uh, the, there are also some others that they go through through the Mediterranean um, uh, Sea and they jump in a rubber boat and, and they go through high waves and sharks. I don't know, I know that y'all have seen in the news that uh, people have died in all these circumstances. And it is very, very difficult uh, for them, but they have something in their hearts. I've got to change. I have to change. I see my community. I see my friends. I see my neighbors. I see everything around me. I have to change the way that we live. Because my family has to be saved. I have to change. I must change the way that I'm living. I think if I stay here, I will die. If I jump on a rubber boat to go over to the other side, I may die. But there is a change. I'm going to make it. But there is a change. I'm going to take the route. I'm going to take the difficulties of life. I'm going to take this dangerous road. But there is a change. I will may make it. Well, you might say, oh, Brother Gonsalves, this is, these people are really crazy. They are really crazy. To go through the desert, through the desert of Sahara, and drive hundreds and thousands of kilometers an hour, and 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 and, and, and go through through the sea and and face all these hardships, and 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 these people must be cuckoo. We say in Dutch, they must be crazy. But I've got news for you. They have faced things that we have never faced before. They see the brokenness of their people. They see the hopelessness of their people. They see death in their lives. They see and they, and they see the circumstances of their lives. And there is something in their spirits that says, I've got to be the one. 
I have to be the one. I have to change the way that I'm living. And please do not get me wrong. Because I believe the same way that you believe. I believe that, that we, we, we cannot do nothing on our own. We cannot change the way that, that we cannot change our destiny on our own power, on our own strength. I believe all that. I believe just exactly like you do. Because if it wasn't for the grace of God, because if it wasn't for the cross of Calvary, we would never be here where we are right now. No, we would never. If it wasn't for the miracle that took place on the cross of Calvary, we would never be where we are right now. But if you, you would just stop for a moment and think with me and think about the, the circumstances that these people go through and think about the, this, this persuasion that they have inside of their hearts of reaching over to the other side and changing their lives and changing the way that they're living with this passion and love for, for their family. They look at the conditions of every, for their surroundings and everything that is happening around them and they come to the realization I've got to be I've got to do something I have to be the one that will change my life my family my neighborhood and I've come to tell somebody I hope somebody's getting the message I hope somebody is trying to understand what I'm going with this message folks we have something that we got a hold of we got the Holy Ghost we got the name of Jesus we got the power we've got to be the one that will change our environment we got to be the one that will change the destiny of our family. Uh, you're not hearing me. We've got to be the ones that will change the way that we are living. Because without Jesus Christ, we will never make it. We need Jesus. And we got something, mama. We got something that the world don't have. We got something that this world don't know about it. We got the spirit of God. We got the name. We got the blood. We got the message. Now it's time to go and reach for this lost and dying world. I thank God for the message. I thank God, Pastor Staden and Sister Staden, for the vision that God placed in your hearts. I thank God for this vision that she gave you to go and pray for your city, to reach now, to reach your city and do everything that you can to reach for the broken, reach for those who are in need. I thank God for our leaders. I thank for the men and women of God that are, God, that are on the front line leading us the way. But now it is up to us to grab hold of their passion, to grab hold of what they have and move forward and reach our city and reach our nation because God has a purpose in our lives. He's got something for them like he had for us. I pray that somebody here tonight would just stop for a moment and hear the cry of the broken man and the broken woman that is going through a divorce and nobody can help her. The counselors cannot help her. The, the doctors cannot help her. The psychiatrists cannot help her. But we got the message. We got something that the world cannot give. And we got something that the world cannot take it away. 
I pray that somebody will hear the cry of the young lady that has sold her body for many, many times. She's trying to find something. She's wandering through the cities of Maryland, trying to find a hope, trying to find something that will help her to find Jesus Christ. I pray that somebody here tonight will hear the cry. We'll hear the message. We hear the cry of this young lady that is looking for some meaning in her life. And the man that is addicted to drugs, he's trying, he has tried all kinds of programs. He has tried all kinds of things to get out of drugs. But I come to cry out to you today. I came from the Netherlands with passion on my heart to tell you folks, we got something that they need. For they are broken. They are lonely. They need Jesus. And we got Jesus Christ. We have the message. We got to be the one. We got to be the one that will save our families. That will save our neighborhoods. We got the message. I pray who will answer the call. Who's going to answer the call? Who will answer the call for a nation, for the great United States of America? Is there anybody that will look at your flag and say, this is my nation. This is my country. It is my people. I will sacrifice. I will go for it. I will fight for my people. You're not hearing me. I will fight for my people. I will fight for my people. I will fight for my family. I will fight for everything. I will sacrifice for my nation. It is my people. It is my region. It is my city. I will fight. I am willing to sacrifice for Maryland. Who will be the one? We've got to be the one, folks. We have to be the one. There are hundreds and thousands out there. They need to grab hold of what we have. The peace and the joy that we, that we have inside of our hearts. They don't. Mi hermano hermana, no tengan. They don't have it. They need Jesus Christ. And we can give them Jesus. We can give them Jesus We've got to be the one. Thank you. You may be sitting. Like I said, I was born in the nation of Angola. Not the prison, though. You Americans. Calling the name of a prison state. Giving the name of my own country. Pre I was born in Angola. My dad, he never believed in God. Left home when I was six years old. Um, I never, he really never was in my life. Yeah. Mom was, as I looked at this mama's ear, praising, shouting, and dancing. It makes me think about my mama. She is amazing. One of the greatest women you will ever meet. She's She's, she's that tall. If you think I'm short, she's like that tall. 
I think she's, I think Dakota is taller than she is. But she's, I mean, she's the sweetest person you will ever meet. And she's a fireball. So dad left home when I was six years old. And he really never was in my life. And, um, but he would come every so now and then. He would come home. And, um, and he always wanted me to be a great man. He always, and because of that passion, because of that um, um, enthusiasm that he had, um, he took, unfortunately, into a very wrong um, road. And he, um, he would come home and me being five years old, uh, no, I'm sorry, seven years old, he would come home and give me lessons. And those were not the best lessons in the world. If the, if the subject today was the alphabet, you need to learn today, not tomorrow. And, uh, and it was not the most pleasant moments of my life. He, he would come home and every single day from Monday to Friday, um, he would um, sit down with me and teach me the way that he thought that he was the best. And, and, and sometimes it was pretty brutal. He would like pick me up, throw me on the table, grab the belt and swing all over my body. And uh, mom would come home from, from work and, um, and she would look at my face. She would know that something was wrong. And she would say, hey, pick up your shirt. Now, I would like open my shirt. She would look at my back and my, you know, everything just, I mean, red and, and, and ugly spots. And, and, and until the moment that my nerves got so messed up that I could not, my fingers would get old twisted and 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 I could not even open my hands because uh, because maybe it was a fear or my nerve was just all out of control and every time I would try to hide so he won't see it and because I was afraid I was getting more beaten you know what I'm saying and and so he eventually he he was able to see it and he said hell what's this and uh, and I was trying to hide he said no 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 show me and then I was able to show him, and he said, oh, man, what is this? So he took, us to, he took me to uh, our family doctor, and the doctor told him, he said, if you don't stop whatever you're doing, you're going to lose your boy in two months. Um, mom was very broken. Mom was very hurt from all the circumstances of life that he had lived home. He, he was not with us anymore, and mom was broken. Mom, I mean, I don't know how she did it. I, I just know that. All that I can just put it in one word is that she was a she is a very strong woman. He left and, and she was alone and, and she would raise me up and, and, and lead me the best way that she could. Mom was a fireball, like I said, she would take me to school. Um, she would pick me up from school. But th there was something that she would make sure every single day, every single week. I mean, that Thursday nights, it is church time. She would pick me by the hand and say, Helio, we're going to go to church. Sunday morning, Sunday morning, I would say, Mom, I can't go to church because I don't have my socks. She said, go find one of your dads and you put on. I'm like, I'm like 10. <laughs> like, Mom, I'm going to look ridiculous. <laughs> no, you're going to go to church. And when I'm going, when I'm going to church, she's going to make me sit close to her and write it down, the scriptures that the preacher mentioned. And when we get home, she'll make me quote it. It won't be like, you know, iPad. I mean, back in the days, you didn't, I mean, you had none of that. It was you and mama. <laughs> so sometimes I would try to sneak out. She would go pick me up from the outside. And, you better come in. Y'all you know, know what I'm talking about. 
You better get him, boy. You see, you know, you got to pretend like you, I mean, you like it, you know. But she was a very um, um, love, kind woman, and, and, and she always tried to, to treat me the best way that she could, train me the best way that she could. And because I believe that she has something in her heart and mind, she said, I've got to be the one. I cannot leave him with bitterness. I cannot allow this. Mom and I, we had the, all the reasons to hate that man. But we made up our minds. We were not going to hate anybody. We are going to be the one that is go are going to live like God wants us to live. We're not going to hate him. We're not going to uh, destroy him. But we are going to be the one that will be Christians. So as years went by, I... Uh, uh, in 1992, there was a war that broke in the country, in the place that we were living, and it was terrible. It was horrible, and 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 now, moms thought, no, you gotta get get out of here because every young man that had that strength enough to pick up a gun, they would come and pick them up. It don't matter how old you are, they would pick them up and send them to a war zone, and and it was terrible. Mom managed the way. I don't know how she did it, but I ended up in Holland. I didn't went, thank God, God provide some other ways. I didn't went through, a, through these boats and all this the desert of Sahara, all this craziness. No, but she made a way so I could get to Holland. But she said, my boy is not going to die. He's got to be the one. He has to be the one. And I looked to mama, said, mama, before I listen, mama, I promise you I will be the one. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to fight the good fight of faith. I'm going to believe in this message that you put into my heart. I'm going to believe with everything that is inside of me. Mama, I'm going to walk with Jesus. I'm going to have faith. I'm going to believe. I'm going to walk with him. I'm going to talk with Jesus. I will be the one that will make proud of you. So I end up in this, in this refugee camp where Bishop Tuttle, I mean, would send buses into to uh, to us and, and teach us Bible studies. He would send ministers to come in these uh, refugee camps and, and teach us. Which back in the days, I mean, it's not like this. Back in the days, we were like luxury. You have those those uh, uh, home, uh, mobile homes. And, and you have uh, a mother that would take care of you, take you to school. It was like a vacation. I mean, uh, it, was, it was really fun. God really provided amazingly um, for me. So he and Pastor Tuttle one time, he came and we had a, a youth convention. He, he took me to one of those and, and he prayed me through. I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And the year of 2003, I mean, there was because of the times in, in the Netherlands. It was when Brother, Brother Bruce Howe began to preach, somebody is knocking on the door. When I received the passion for souls, when I, when I believed that there, I received the call to go after those who are in need. I went there and I received uh, the call and, 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 and started teaching Bible studies, started preaching the gospel. And in, in the year 2016, this very dad that used to try to convince me that there was not God. Uh, I think there is a picture out there. I gave it to the media. I mean, I baptized him in the name of Jesus Christ. 
If I was going to be bitter at my dad, I would never baptize him in Jesus' name. If I was going to be bitter at that man, I would never going to put him under the waters. If I was going to be bitter at that man, I would never going to be able to say, I've got to be the one. Because somebody put into my heart, hey, look, there is no place for bitterness in your heart. You got to go and preach the gospel. Keep your heart clean. I know that sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes it's not easy to love your parents. It's not easy to love your family members. It's not easy to love your friends and family. But I've got to tell somebody, I came with a message here today. It don't matter what they have done to you. It's not even heavier than what Jesus went on the cross for you and for me. Therefore, let's be the one that will love, that will care, that will have passion for souls. If I can be the one, you can be the one. I think what you may be sitting thinking, Mama was wild, man. Mama was crazy. She was. This time, dude came home and he said, you know what? I'm going to give you a car. She bought this car. He bought this car. He said, honey, here's the keys. He gave her the keys. Mama was so happy. Mama didn't have driving lessons. And she said, well, you can keep so you can, you know, drive me around. And all of a sudden, she had to go to the market. I'm talking about going to the market. It's not like going, like, around the corner. It's like, um, I'm not going to talk kilometers because y'all don't understand. Uh, 20 minutes walk. And I'm talking about 40 degrees, you know, um, Celsius. I mean, hot, burning hot. Mama has those big, huge, you know, bags. I mean, she's walking. Sometimes I will be with her. And then all of a sudden, she sees her brand new car passing by. She was trying to find, you know, try to get his attention. She's trying to look. Hey, and she looks close. It was another lady. And mama knew it. She got tick. She was not happy. When dude comes home, she said, who was that woman in my car? He was trying to talk her out. She said, Every corner that that car is going to make is going to have a wreck. Mama believed in Matthew 18, 18. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you lose on earth shall be loose in heaven. She believed in the power of the spoken word. Mama was upset, but I've come to tell somebody, we, don't, we do not use the scripture to curse anything. We use our tongue and mouth to bless. I'm just telling y'all what mama did He was like, it's not going to happen. Dude gets in the car. First corner he makes, wham! He was like, whoa! He got money, grabbed the car, took it to the dealer. They fixed the car within like 30 days. He was trying to get out of the, the, the dealer. A military truck, wham! <laughs> he didn't even drive like. 10 minutes. First corner, I mean, first, I mean, oh man, it was crazy. He, he ran out of money. He couldn't take the, the, to the dealer anymore. He was crazy. He took to the mechanic, tried to fix it because he ran out of money. They fixed it. She went to, he went to get the car. Next corner he made, wham! He was like, this girl's got some power. I'm going to sell the car. 
sold the car to his cousin. Cousin made the first route, wham! Mama got power. Don't you mess with our mamas. I've got to tell, I've got, I came tonight to tell some mama, you got the power to speak things into existence. Go into Maryland and speak into your city and say, in the name of Jesus, the drug addict, I got to be set free. The prostitute, they need to be set free. There is power in the spoken word. It is my city. It is my nation. Devil, get out of my city. Devil, get out of my family. Devil, get out of everything that I love. It is my city. You have the power. You can speak things into existence. I'm almost done. Got five more minutes. If the three Hebrew boys, they were able to make it, you can do it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they chose not to bow to false gods. They said, throw us in the fire furnace if you want to. Throw us, oh God, throw us in the lion's den if you want to. But we were not going to bow to your gods. We will remain standing. We will be the ones that we will honor our God. You do whatever you want with us. Kill us if you want to. I've come to tell the living hope. It don't matter what the world says. I don't care what kind of style they are putting on you. Trying to tell you you got to be looking like Lady Gaga. But we're not going to do it. We're going to be Christians. We're going to believe. We're going to be Christians. Men ought to be men. Ladies ought to be. Oh, you're not hearing me. Ladies ought to be ladies. Men. Talking about. No, 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 no. We are men. Let's be men. We are men. Let's believe like men believe. I'm sorry. Joseph. Hated his, Joseph was hated by his brothers. They tried to kill him. Though Joseph had a lot of power to kill them. But Joseph chose not to. Uh-uh. I've got to be the one. I won't kill my brothers. I've got, church, we are the light. We got to be the light. If we're going to win our city, we got to be Christians. We, there has to be a line. We're not going to cross the line. We are going to be the ones that will believe in the gospel. Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. We're going to believe in the gospel, in the death and burial and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We will be the ones what are we going to sacrifice? Remember I, Abraham. I mean, boy that he was asking for, God blessed him with the boy. Now God is asking him to sacrifice his boy. How painful. But Abraham said, uh -uh, I'm going to be the one. I'm going to obey your words. I'm going to obey your word and I'm going to do whatever you ask me, ask me to. I've come to ask somebody, what is it that you need to sacrifice in order to be the one? What is it? What is it that is on the way? What is it that is hindering you to be the one? 
I've come to help a young man or a young lady. I don't know where you are in your life. If it is wrong websites on the internet, God can fix it. God can fix it. There is nothing that our God cannot do it. If it is drugs, if it is alcohol, God can fix it. And I'm going to close it. There is a story that really rips my heart. It is written in the book of Luke, chapter 16, 19, and 31. I don't know if, Pastor, you could read for me. And I will interrupt you every now and then. Luke chapter 16, verse 19 to 31. I'm sorry, I should have told you. Yes, sir. Try it again. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Uh, Luke chapter 16, 19 to 31. Am I right? That was 17, sorry. Okay. There was a certain rich man which yes. was clothed in purple uh-huh. and fine linen right. and fared sumptuously every day. Right. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus uh-huh. which was laid at his gate full of sores. So he was a poor man. Didn't have anything. Go ahead. And desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Right. Moreover, dogs, the dogs came and licked his sores. Mm-hmm. It came to pass that the beggar died. Right. Was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. Right. The rich man also died. Uh-huh. And he was buried. Uh-huh. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments. Yeah. And seeth Abraham afar off. Yeah. And Lazarus in his bosom. He cried and said, Father Abraham, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Send Lazarus. Please send Lazarus. That he may dip the tip of his finger in water. Yes, go ahead. And cool my tongue. Uh-huh. For I am tormented in this flame. Yes. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things. Right. And likewise Lazarus evil things. Uh-huh. But now he is comforted and thou art tormented. Right. Beside all this, between us and you, uh-huh. There is a great gulf fixed. Right. So that they which would pass from hence to you cannot. Right. Neither can they pass to us. Uh-huh. That would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. Mm-hmm. For I have five brethren that he may testify unto them. I've got five brethren. Not three, not two. I've got five of them. Perhaps it could be... The- the, he could, I don't know the story, I'm just paraphrasing. He could be maybe the second one. He could be maybe the third one. I don't, but he had five brothers. And he said, would you please send someone in my father's house? A man that is right now in hell, in torment, he's crying out. Living hope, there is someone. Someone in my father's house. Somebody's calling right now. Somebody that is calling, would you please go? Are you willing to go? Are you willing to go? He's going out and shoot guns, going to stay always in our way. And I'm, and I'm for that. I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not against that. That's good. You got to have fun in life. But somebody has to go. Right. Somebody's got to sacrifice something. Because somebody's crying out, I've got five brothers. <laughs> If I'm thinking, if you have five brothers, you, you think that sometimes you will be able to play with them. You know, eat dinner with them. And as he is right now in torment, in the place of 
torment, in the place of pain, in the place where he is right now. And he knows, I do not want my brother to be here. I don't want him to be here. I do not want him to feel the pain that I'm feeling right now. You got the answer, living hope. I have the answer, living hope. We've got to go. There is somebody in hell right now crying out, please, please go to my father's house and tell somebody. Tell them that they do not want to come when I am. They do not want to be in this place. Is there anybody that will say, it is my people. I will fight for my people. I will go away from my shyness. I will go away. I will move around. I will do. I'm going to come out of my comfortable zone. But I've got to be the one that is going to tell my family. Somebody is crying out for their families. Go ahead, Pastor, please. I would have sent him to my father's house, lest they also come to this place of torment. Right. Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. They got you. They got me. Go ahead. And he said, no, Father Abraham, but if one went from the dead, then they will repent. Uh huh. And he said, if they will not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Ma, can we pray for our city? Can we pray for our city? Somebody is crying out right now. Would you please go? Pastor, don't have to push me. But I've got to go, Pastor. I have to go, Pastor. I will go and answer the call. I will go. I have to go. Somebody in hell is crying out right now. Mama, you got to be bold and strong and believe it. I know it hurts. I know the past mistakes hurts really bad. But we got to move on. We got to believe again. And believe and trust in God that is going to do a miracle. You can be the one. You can trust in God. You will make it. Your family is going to make it. Your marriage is going to make it. Your family are going to make it. But put first God Put God first. I want to do something different. Can you help me, Riley? Can you please? Just a man, can you please help me? Hold that side right there. Christian, can you help me? Can you come here? Brother Anderson, can you please help me? Can you please come here, sir? Hold the flag. This represents your people, your nation. There are 50 stars there. And for tonight's purpose, every star represents one soul. One soul. Just one. Can you please just reach? asking God is not asking you like 50 no just one just one only thing you need to do is just sit down with him and drink coffee just one if you're willing to go after at least one 
please can we just forget our pain for a moment the things that we go through in life for a moment and say God I'm willing to go I will be the one if you're willing to be that one can you please come and touch this flag right here and I know I want somebody also to come in this side maybe it would be easy bro if you can just hold it, this, this part right here and just stretch it so everybody can will be able to hold it yes yes right there if you can squeeze in if you cannot just touch the back of your, of your neighbor your brother your sister and together together folks will hear the cry of those who are in hell right now crying out please please por favor please send someone into my father's house into my city into my family into my people I've got to be the one Lord, lay a soul in my heart. Lord, put a soul in our hearts. Yeah, that's it. That's it. God is moving right now because you are praying for somebody. God is meeting your needs right now in the name of Jesus. God is healing right now, brokenhearted, because you are doing, you are putting first His kingdom. God is healing right now. He's healing your brokenhearted right now. He's touching you. He's opening new doors for new jobs because you are putting Him first. He's opened new doors. He's doing something that men cannot do it because you are putting him first. It is my people. It is my nation. It is my family. Come on, please cry out just for a second. That's it, that's it. God is opening up the windows of heaven. He's pulling out right now upon us. It is my nation. It is my people. It is my family. I will sacrifice. I will go. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, can you just pray that God would send that one? Lord, send one. God, I can reach one.
Come on, I will be the one. I will be the one. I don't have to have a license as a minister. I don't need a title or position in the church. Lord, I just need an opportunity. In the name of Jesus, I will be the one. Well, what we're feeling right now is a burden. And we can run past this because it's Wednesday night and it is not a convenient feeling. I know that. But right now, we need to let a burden settle in our spirits because we can't program soul winning. It's, got, it's the result of a burden. In the name of, I want right now somebody to raise your hands and say, God, I want the burden. I want, I accept the responsibility. Come on, Lot. Lot said, this isn't my city. I'm just here temporarily. And God couldn't use him. God couldn't use him to intercede. God had to find somebody else. But right now, Lord, this is my city. I don't care what color they are. I don't care what part of this city they live in. Lord, we're not just trying to reach the rich. We're not trying just to reach the doctors. We're not even just trying to reach the poor. God, you came, Lord, that none would perish. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Come on, right now, humility is God. It's not just about me and my predicament and what I'm going through and my pain and my suffering. And I'm not belittling what you're going through. But if God's going to reach this city, it's going to be because we humble ourselves and we are able to look beyond what we're going through and we see that there's a lost world. Because right now, on a Wednesday night, I have pretty good confidence that if Jesus came back right now, the majority in this room would go to heaven. I, I hope that. I know everybody in this room's at least been given ample opportunity. But if Jesus came back right now, thousands of people outside of this building would not be ready. So I just want us to pray, God, I'll be the one. I'll be the one. Lord, give me one star off of that flag. I'll be the one to reach one. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, just one more time, can we pray before we dismiss? In the name of Jesus, come on. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without really knowing the exact path it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. So be sure to subscribe and watch us on Facebook Live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. So I'm going to wait on